The last episode that we do every week, and that includes today's uh, our friends at Local Environmental Services. Uh, give us a chance to give you the mic, to give you the platform to say what needs to be said. These are all real emails to talk at ryanjesperson.com. We call this tradition Trash Talk! All right, this one from Layla. Layla writes in and says, after listening to your interview with David Parker on Monday and the, you know, the, his thought about the hundreds of thousands of people who don't trust voting machines, uh, it brought to mind a quote from Bill Maher. Uh, maybe Ryan might find it useful. <laughs> says Layla, in, in response to a bunch of ridiculous, exaggerated stats from any of his guests, uh, you know, Bill counters with something along the lines of like, your stats seem to be rectally derived. Rectally derived. Layla, thank you for the visual. She says, just a thought. You guys keep doing what you're doing. We promise you we will. This one from Christy, who says, woo, child. She says, that email that you read from Kyle a couple of days ago. Do you remember this one, Johnny? He's an engineer. Yeah, He's in his early 20s. Mm-hmm. He's a conservative. He's orthodox. I love that he told us all of that at the beginning. And then he went on to, to share his thoughts. You, you can read uh, or hear Kyle's email, rather, by going back to our episodes from earlier this week. He was talking about the David Parker interview-ish. <clears throat> so Christy says, listen, I, I appreciate the spirit of it, but it came across as a little bit just like, why can't we all be nice? to one another and she said I needed to say first of all to suggest that reproductive rights and gun control are not issues in Canada that is laughable this is let alone false I'm going to assume that this young man is unaware of what's been going on here in the last few years like I'm going to assume he's unaware of the Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights they've been on Real Talk by the way uh, who are like political activists they're lobbyists they're pushing hard for American style gun laws in Canada what I mean by that is like no gun laws I haven't looked at their activity for a few years but I do know they were gaining influence at an alarming rate the last time I researched them Christy just google CCFR Real Talk and you can find them on the show she says I need to assume that Kyle's also unaware that the United Conservatives walked out of the legislature, walked out of the chamber when safe zone laws limiting how close protesters could get to reproductive clinics, to women's health clinics were debated and passed back in 2018. That that Stephanie Fennelly with the Wilberforce Project uh, claimed with a straight face that then Health Minister Sarah Hoppen was lying about there being a problem with harassment from protesters outside clinics. I assume maybe he's also unaware that the graphic anti-abortion flyers that were distributed in Calgary, one of them was handed to my niece, who was four years old at the time, because the group handing out the flyers weren't too concerned about the feelings of children who were already here when the pre-born were at risk. That might not be the right term. I don't remember anymore what they used. This was like 10 years ago, but I do know they're still out there doing what they're doing. Bylaws requiring graphic material be covered were only passed in May 2023. And he must also, therefore, be unaware of the sheer number of fake clinics all over Alberta where religious and pro-life groups pose as healthcare practitioners to manipulate women. I could go on and on and on and on, but the point I'm trying to reach is that Kyle would find himself well-served by worrying less about others' tone and more about his own message. A high horse is far from the moral high ground he seems to think it is, and the air gets pretty thin up there. Woo! That from Christy. This one from Blaine, who says, Jespo, boy, did I ever enjoy your show on Wednesday with Claire Hanna from TSN and Jackie Ray Greening from Sports 1440. We talked about the I don't think it matters comment, women in sports broadcasting. Blaine says, to be honest, there wasn't like much new in the conversation about how women are viewed in male-dominated environments. In particular, it reminded me of the 2016 Summer Games uh, when at at 16 years old, Penny Alexiak 
became the first Canadian to win four medals in the same Summer Games. Uh, she was the country's youngest Olympic champion. And the first thing that Ron McLean talked about in his interview was how excited he was to meet hockey player Jamie Alexiak's little sister. Blaine says, I was so angry, so disgusted. Many Canadians were at the categorical disrespect of the comment, but also I was impressed by her grace in the face of it. I guess that's just what women have learned to do. And it was reflected in your guest interviews on Wednesday's show. My point is, it doesn't seem like much has changed when current discussions on the subject cause one to reflect on things that happened almost 10 years ago, and it feels like nothing's changed. That from Blaine. Done! Says, Jess, boy, I know I'm late to this topic, but I can't leave without giving you my comments. First of all, I'm part of that older demographic. Don says I'm 61, and I've watched the highs and lows of the Canadian Football League, the CFL, since I was a little boy. And I've come to believe that... John, I don't think this is a compliment, Johnny. He says the CFL is a cockroach, despite the best efforts of any oh. Canadian... <laughs> the cockroach football oh. league. He says it refuses to die. You can't yeah, kill yeah. it. The cockroach football. I don't, I don't know if Randy Ambrosi, the commissioner, is going to love that. But but Don says, I'll also add that my 27-year-old son is a huge fan. And I'm sure that when he becomes a dad, he'll take his kids to games because the CFL will still be there. He says, I caught uh, Travis Curra on your show. That's the host of the Two and Out podcast. Check out our archives. We ask, is the CFL dying? It was a good episode. He says, I listened to your roundtable before that with Harmon Candola, Jerry Campbell, Jenny Adams. And, and he says, I wasn't surprised at the attitudes on your roundtable. Like the sun rising in the east, you're going to get Canadians with a platform shitting on our football league. Like, did a CFL player cause your mom and dad's divorce? Every slip up. And there are many, he says, that CFL leadership does is amplified to 11. And all the good things they do, affordability, totally Canadian, are discounted. He says, we also forget how much the NFL has adapted from the CFL, like Colin Kaepernick's read option play. Says they were doing that in the CFL for years. And who can forget the number of black quarterbacks playing in Canada prior to getting a chance in the NFL? That is a great story. Uh, Don says, my next point is the pass that you guys gave hockey. Says you just gave hockey a pass. Like you mentioned concussions in football, but we still have Gary Bettman not admitting there's a concussion problem in hockey. What about the approved, I mean, look at how they treat junior hockey players in Canada. None of them getting paid a cent. The horror stories of physical and sexual and mental abuse in junior hockey makes me question the entire enterprise. And finally, the cost of putting your kids in hockey. It's fast becoming a sport of the upper middle class. While in youth football, I could put my son into Regina minor football. Another shout out to Saski for a ten, for 100 bucks. He says everything except for gloves and cleats are provided. Uh, there's even a program to get underprivileged kids involved as well. He says, finally, I agree with your producer, Johnny, that the NHL season of playoffs are way too fucking long, says Don. The Stanley Cup winner is not the most talented team. It's the team with the best access to Oxy to ease the... I know, right? To ease the cracked ribs and stretched ligaments. He says, getting the playoffs done earlier mid-May would produce great hockey players still at the top of their game in the Stanley Cup final. Don says, thanks for reading my rant. You bet, pal. No problem. And by the way, I wanted to reference our August 10th episode from a year ago in 2022 when Jeff Nash, the hockey dad, joined us to talk about why he was struggling with putting his kids in hockey or not. It was a great episode back on August 10th of 2022. Landy wraps us up today. 
Buckle up, baby. We just got this this morning. Landy says, ladies and gentlemen, gather round. It's time to address the absolute masterpiece of modern whining. The legendary complaints about platforming. Yeah, you heard it right, folks. Apparently in the circus of life, there's a special tent dedicated to people who think they're too good for the very platforms they willingly stand on. And I saw it this week, Ryan, aimed right at Real Talk. Now, let's get one thing straight. Complaining about platforming, says Landy, is like signing up for a baking competition and then crying foul when the oven heats up. Imagine entering a hot dog eating contest and then dramatically declaring, I can't believe they're making me eat hot dogs. Newsflash, the whole point of a platform is to, well, be a platform. It's like showing up at a swimming pool and then throwing a fit about getting wet. And let's not forget the majestic creatures who magically transform into experts on the nuance of platform responsibility. Oh, they know exactly what topics should be discussed. They know which guests should be invited and how much airtime should be allocated to each subject. I mean, who knew that Karen from the suburbs has a PhD in media ethics? It's a marvel to behold. But the real piece de resistance, and Landy even uses the proper ang- uh, accents and everything, is when they swoop in to enlighten the poor, unsuspecting talk show hosts. The hosts who've been honing their craft for years suddenly find themselves face to face with an oracle of knowledge who's never set foot in a broadcast studio. Oh, dear host, they proclaim. You must wield your microphone with the grace of a ballet dancer and the precision of a brain surgeon for the fate of humanity rests upon your choice of topics. And let's not even talk about the cosmic conspiracy theories they weave around silencing. Apparently discussing controversy is the equivalent of binding and gagging the very essence of free speech itself. They act like every panel discussion is a clandestine meeting of the Illuminati with talk show hosts as puppet masters pulling the strings of discourse. Bravo! The drama is truly Oscar worthy. Landy says, in the end, let's celebrate these champions of contradictions, these maestros of melodrama, and the wizards of the why me mentality. Bravo, dear complainers. Bravo, your performance. Truly a spectacle for the ages. We eagerly await your next act of intellectual contortion. Landy, I'm not waiting till the end of August to award you email of the month. We're sending you one. And guess what? A free Real Talk studio mug is on its way to your house. You can send us your trash talk anytime to talk at ryanjesperson.com. Proudly presented by local environmental services. Keep it local. Have a great long weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's a week away, but the day after Labor Day, you will find us back here in the Real Talk studio doing what you and I both know we were meant to do. One love, and thanks for contributing and supporting Real Talk. Real Talk.